which I'm going to try and share with you. I've got some, some in note form, some that he's just like planted in my, in my heart. Um, there are some excerpts from, from a book that Esther and I are writing. So there's a lot of stuff to, to get through in 45 minutes, but if we don't do it, it doesn't matter because we're family. So everybody relax. If you know, if, if this is this should be joyful. It shouldn't be boring. It, it shouldn't be arduous. Take notes if you want. Get your Bible out and read the Bible when we go to it if you want. But just relax uh, and just forget about you know what we're going to do for the rest of the day and just see out of what I say that, that the Holy Spirit just gives you a nudge. And if if you're getting a nudge, that's great. Um. All of the stuff I've just talked about that's, that's been coming down to me is relevant to a, to a new thing for, for Erdale Church, which is, which is the school that, that Jeff has been talking about. Um, both schools, the, the sort of part-time um, school that's just going to be for a, f- a very few people, but also the, the, the Thursday night school. And I really feel, having been part of a school like this before, uh, and seen, seen a church which was Harrogate New Life. Most of you know Tim Eldridge, and uh, I'm associated with Tim, and worked together with him on the Activate course. And, and that course, which we're going to change a little bit, and, and I think we're going to improve on, um, <coughs> totally revitalised Harrogate New Life in terms of it, it completely changed the atmosphere, it completely changed every single person that went on the course, which was about 80% of the church, as it was then. So, and it completely changed my life. I, I can remember, um, Esther will be on her way, but one of the children's just fallen over. Oh, you're there? Is she all right? I'm just going to tell the story about your mum said it went, yeah. I actually did the school, the Activate School at, at, at Harrogate for a couple of years, and then I was part of the leadership after that. But after the first year of, of leadership, I met up with Esther's mum, who, 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 my mother-in-law, mother-in-love, who wasn't always my biggest fan. In some ways, quite understandably. Um, and she, she actually said, this course or school you're on has completely changed you. I, I actually quite like talking to you now. <laughs> Dear old, old, old mother-in-law, she's a vegetarian. Have we got any vegetarians in? No vegetarians? Good. It's <laughs> Apparently, it's a, it's a scientific fact that vegetarians live nine years longer than meat eaters. We're all vegetarians. Nine? <laughs> Nine miserable, pointless, baconless years. <laughs> yeah, so, so just chill, um, and I'm going to try and get through some of this, but it it's really is from a, from a point of view of knowing what, what, what I think God's heart is for, for Erdale. And I, th- and I think, and I'm, I think, when I say think, I mean I'm feeling from my heart that he wants to change all of us through this school. And it doesn't actually matter, I mean, you can't go on it unless you're an adult, but it doesn't matter whether you're um, 18 or 88. We haven't finished yet. You know, if we're on earth, we haven't finished the race. So I don't care how young or old you are, you're in the race if you're in this church. And we're living in very, very difficult times. 
You know, I'm not saying this is relevant for, for Airedale. This is a, a, a wonderfully vibrant church, and you, lo- you love God, you know God, and the Holy Spirit rests upon you. But we can go further, and we can impact other churches. Because not every church is as alive as this one. You know, and, and Jesus is alive. Everybody say, Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. It's better than that. It really is a lot better than that. Try again. Jesus is alive! Come on! But you know what? He's, he, he's, the head of, he's, he's the head of the church. He's sick of being the head of a dead body. He's alive. He cannot rest on a dead body. We're not a dead body, but we can get more alive. Right, I'm going to try and get into all these wonderful notes and include all the various things. Yeah, okay. I'm going to tell you some testimonies. But first of all, I want to tell you why I tell testimonies and why I think we should all tell testimonies. I remember uh, Lou once said to me in in a a meeting uh, a few weeks ago, he said, oh, you're really good at (laughs) self-promotion. Straight out, good old Lou. Um, And he's right. But the reason I do that is to point you to Christ. Because Christ is doing things through me. I've done some things. I've made some sacrifices. I've worked hard. But that's not why he's doing things through me. Nobody knows. He just chooses people. We have to choose me. And he chose me to do some miracles or to be involved or to be, whatever you want to call it, to be used in miracles. And so I tell the stories about the miracles for a number of reasons. Firstly, it points you to Christ. Not me. Secondly, hopefully, as we go through what I've got through today, you're going to be going, I can do this. Same Holy Spirit who lives in me, lives in Jeff, Bill Johnson, Reinhard Bonnke, rose Jesus from the dead, lives in you. It's the same one. He's not different. This Holy Spirit never changes. He's the same. So I'm, so I'm telling the testimonies, not saying, oh, look at me, I did this, I did that. To, to point to Christ, but also to give you a sense of authority in me. So that you can go, okay, I don't quite understand this, but this guy's used by God, so maybe I should listen. Do you see what I mean? So it's not, it isn't at all to point to me, it's to point to Christ and to point you at Christ. Yeah? So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give an Old Testament, a New Testament, and I haven't thought of the next one yet because it's what I want to be doing in the future. And I think when you listen to somebody, somebody speak, it's good if they can do that because if they can say, God did this through me, God's doing this through me, this would be the current testament, and God, I believe God's going to do this through, through me, then that man or woman was and is and is to come. So they're in line with Jesus. And that is the other thing that, that, that I want you to be looking for today. And we will, um, towards the end, have a, a um, question and answer uh, session. If anybody's got any. And if you haven't, then I'll know you've been asleep. <laughs> and I'll get you later. Um, but the whole of this morning should be, should be in line with Jesus, in line with Scripture. Um, yeah, so some testimonies. So who, who's, who's heard the um, now somewhat old testimony of the, of the gypsy crippled? You have, yeah. Yeah, there's a few of you who have not heard it. Okay. Well, I went to um, Bulgaria, uh, I don't know, sometime this year, about the beginning of the year, or maybe the end of last year, I don't know. 
it's, it's long enough for it to be it was um, went with George and Banoff who knows George and Banoff yeah, yeah. Uh, well, George and Banoff is uh, uh, he's quite a figure in, in, in uh, he's part of the Revival Alliance and uh, uh, he's a big carrier of joy and uh, quite a big ministry Formerly, it was originally Bulgarian but now lives in the States and he's ministered over in Bulgaria to the gypsies. He's not a gypsy, but he's ministered to the gypsies for 20 years. And we went to a church that originally, 20 years ago, was, was a, a nightclub. Uh, and somebody was murdered in the nightclub. And, uh, and I don't know how that happened, but George and Banner shut the nightclub and turned it into a, into a church. And since then, every night for 20 years now, uh, whatever the weather, whatever the Christmas, New Year, whatever it is, They've had a worship service. And, and, and the, one of the other things I, I didn't mention is, is testimony should teach. And the teach in there is worshippers create a resting place for the Holy Spirit. So worshipping. We, we, if anybody says to me, what do you do for a living? I say, I'm a worshipper. Everything I, everything I do, I want to point to Jesus. You know, I'm not a preacher. Esther and I have our own business. Between us, we've got seven kids. It's no wonder we're looking. I'm only 23. <laughs> <laughs> um, Esther's only 18. <laughs> <coughs> so we have lots of, of hats we wear, but they're all worn under the hat of worship. You know, what do I do? I worship God. Everything I do will point me and you to Jesus, or it should do. Um, yeah, so, so we're in Bulgaria, in Bulgaria, 20 years of solid worship. I, I got out of the van, we were in a minibus, there was a Stardream team with me. Who knows about Stardream? <laughs> Quite a few don't. Okay, well, if we get time, I'll tell you a bit about Stardream. Um, and we got out of the minibus, and there's all these gypsies with absolutely nothing. They've got, you know, nothing. Well, actually, compared to some gypsies, they had a little bit, but not... Not very much, but they're just in love with Jesus. And there's this church, this building that used to be a nightclub. And I walked in and I just started crying. And I started repenting, you know, because I didn't feel like I'd been a proper Christian. When I saw what was going on in there. And it, the, just the atmosphere that had been created by 20 years of worship was incredible. And so the <coughs> meeting began and there's Georgian and, and Winnie were quite big name speakers. And, and then I joined them on stage and... and before I'd got on stage, the Holy Spirit had just, just rested upon me and just given me all this information about, about people and, and stuff. And so I started to deliver that. And then it just went like one of these meetings you see on television with people falling over and um, all sorts of things going on. It was just like heavenly. Uh, and there was a woman in the audience who I'd had a word for that described her disease who, who hadn't been able to feel her feet for 20 or 30 years, I can't remember which it was, but either of them is long enough, isn't it? Uh, so she couldn't, well, well, feel anything from the waist down, so she obviously couldn't walk. Um, and one of, our, one of the, I didn't know this, but one of the team was praying with her, and the Holy Spirit said to the team, the member of the team, take her to your leader. So the, the friend of this woman and, um, and, and the Star Dream team member carried her to the stage and as I saw her 
I, I was like I was in a different place, and I, I just knew that, that this was the one Holy Spirit was saying, this is the one that come off the stage. So I came off the stage. Now, clearly she was a cripple, but Holy Spirit didn't have me focused on that, and that, you know, she didn't speak English, and it was all a bit loud. Anyway, it wouldn't matter because it was so loud and weird. Um, but Holy Spirit told me that she had a demon. So I just hugged her. And, and more teaching here. You know, we don't need to be shouting, Get out, you! You know. I'm just, <laughs> sorry, I nearly swore that I'm being taped. <laughs> so I hugged her for, for five minutes and I just whispered in her, her ear, not to her, but to the demon. I whispered, you're wasting your time because Yahweh is here and you need to leave. And I just repeated that for five minutes, about five minutes. And after about five minutes, this blood-curdling scream was let out by the woman and the demon left her. And then it was lots of translations going on. Everybody got excited. And, and, but she basically said, I can feel my feet. And then she said, I can feel my legs. And then she said, I can walk. And the next minute, I've got a video of this, and maybe I'll bring it to church sometime. Um, the whole church was doing a gypsy dance with this former cripple in the middle of it. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty good. And there, there was lots more text testimonies like that while we were over there the second time that I went, but nothing quite as, as, um, as spectacular as that. And, uh, but what that shows you, so, okay, all the things I said before, I was doing things, God's doing things through me, so that gives me authority to teach. But the real stuff is in the lesson of why did that happen there? Why is it not happening here? Well, it is, but why is it not happening? Because that, from what I can gather, it, it wasn't, you know, there yeah, was people were bringing me hankies to, to pray over and take away, but, but it wasn't because it was unusual. That sort of stuff is going on there all the time because the Holy Spirit is resting on that worship. 20 years of, of worship. So, what we're trying to do with the school, coming back to the school, is get us to that place. We don't need to do 20 years of worship, but we can get to a place where the Holy Spirit rests upon us. So, wherever we go, yeah? So, we're in a, a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit. We're communing with the Holy Spirit. And, and, and we're expectant. You know, I, I'm expecting the dead to raise next, because other than blind eyes seeing, I can't think of a bigger miracle, can you? So I, 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 want, I want to see the, the dead raised. I believe we can. I believe we all can. Every single one of us here can raise the dead. It's not happened to any of us yet. But if you'd have told me a year ago that I would see a demon come out of a, a cripple and she would walk, I wouldn't have had the faith for that. So what I'm trying to do is give you what I've been given. Yeah? Because I've been given faith because I was there. It happened. You know, documented videos, you name it, it's all there. So that was um, another one, and, and this is with the Star Dream team, and um, again, it's about worship and sacrifice. For, for five years, Esther and I have, have really um, worked quite hard with, with the, the ministry that we lead, which is Star Dream. Um, and in the natural, we haven't, we haven't seen a lot come back, really, but you know, there have been some supernatural events. But, but God rewards stickability sometimes you know we've stuck at it when it hasn't always been easy and th there have been some really difficult times through it mm. haven't there babe mm. yeah. <laughs> maybe we'll tell you about some of them one day but but we're starting to see the, the reward because god is faithful amen, amen. Yeah. 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 there's 
questions at the end, mate. If you, if you can just hold it to the end, then we'll, we'll do the questions here. Um, we went to, in fact, Eileen was with us in this particular sitting, but we went to Blackburn University. But Star Dream does prophetic, we call it spiritual readings, don't, don't go there, don't ask. But we do, we prophesy over the lost. That's what we do. We tell them what Holy Spirit's telling us. And so we went there, and Esther was sat with me on this one. And this, um, was she a young girl? Yeah, a young girl came and sat with us. Um, and as she sat down, Holy Spirit said to me, March the 31st. So I said to her, does March the 31st mean anything to you? Uh, and she said no. <laughs> Which, uh, <laughs> cheers God. Thank you, that makes me feel great. But actually, I've seen that happen quite, be, quite a lot before. And what, what, what God's doing is he's teaching you again, you know, and you just stick with that. And I just said, okay, well, we'll leave that. And we went on a journey with that. And we went on this journey, and we, 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 got it, we, we found out that she had been a Christian, but she'd walked away uh, after a friend died. Excuse me. And um, we found out that, that a, fr- a young friend had died. And she blamed it on God. So we, we took her on a, a journey, explained it wasn't God, it, you know, and that the friend was, who was a child, was um, safely in the arms of, with Jesus. And it was a really lovely time, and she invited uh, Holy Spirit to come and live with her, live in her heart, and reconnected with God, really. So it was a lovely time, but there still sat this date of the 31st of March, and I'm sort of, you know, what that was about, you know. It's been good, you know, she's reconnected with God. She, get, she gets up to go, and she says, oh, by the way, she said, I, I know what the 31st of March was. I said, oh, really? She said, yeah, it was the day the boy died. But do you see how, how God had, had worked within? He, he, he didn't, she didn't recognize it at first. She got the Holy Spirit back in her heart, and then she oh, yeah, that was the day. So in other words... It was the day she left God, and that's the anyway. That, so that was a a, a now because it's only a, but ten days ago or something like that. Thought that, whatever. And my plans are to see more of it. It's, it's to see actually my, my current focus. By the way, just a, a quick aside. Esther and I have just come back from a holiday. While we were on holiday, we were just having such a lovely time on the south coast uh, of Britain that that we we have a. a business and a ministry that we can do for anywhere really so we were more or less ready to, to move to, to the south coast and uh, and as we sort of discussed it as clear as, as, a, as a bell God said Airedale, Airedale seven years so so that's that, that's <laughs> Airedale south coast oh, lovely people so so that's what we're committed to we're committed to the future and, and my commitment is to if you want to is for all the people in, 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 in this church and indeed Keithley because I, I think the Airedale school I think what God's been telling me about it is that um, Jeff and I have been working on it together and, and it, you know it looks like um, it's going to come together for a short period in, in January um, through to April but I think that really is going to be a, a trial uh, period and, and that something much bigger will develop out of that. Yeah. 
But you guys have got, have got the opportunity and the, and the privilege to help us grow it, build it, redesign it. Because, it's you know, I'm, one thing, I haven't known Jeff that long, but most of you have known him longer. Um, one thing I know, he's, he's, he's not a control freak. He's, he's a guy that wants to work with people, yeah. you know, that, that wants to, to, to take their ideas on board, that, that, that wants to create something as... as as a family, yeah. you know, when we, when Esther and I and the kids are, are making decisions, we, we don't make it individually. We, we make it as a family, you know, because it has to work for everybody. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't work for anybody. And, and so that's that's what we've we've got planned. Um, the ultimate aim of it is 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 to sit in here with a room full of prophets, but not. Old Testament prophets, no. not thus thou, thou art thou, you know, not judgmental, not not even directional. Yeah. Maybe directional from time to time, but directional in, in the sandwich of love, mm-hmm. you know, because prophecy is meant to be love. Yeah. You know, anybody that's ever operated with us in the Star Dream team will, will tell you that we it's all about love. You know, if. <coughs> Prophecy is really easy. If it's loving towards the person that you're giving it to, then give it. Because how many know there's two types of prophecy? Do we know that? Okay. Um, this I can never remember which way it round it is, and it doesn't matter. There's foretelling and foretelling. One of them is where you hear the word of the Lord, yeah, and you deliver it. And in New Testament times, that should be loving. You know, it should be about, wow, you look amazing. I just see, so, you know, it's, it's, it's about that. It's about taking people who are in a messy world who don't know Jesus and giving them some joy, some peace, some love, some, some value. Yeah. And sometimes that can be like March the 31st, you know, it actually reconnected the lady with with God and, and it was loving in that way and we went on a loving journey as we did that and that's from God and other times you're speaking stuff into being you know the ultimate love act was not started off by a prophetic word from God well it was in a way but Jesus actually said to the disciples I am going to Jerusalem to die he prophesied his own death into being so that we could live now, if that's not a love act, I don't know what, what, what is. So if you, you know, if you want to approach somebody, a work colleague, a, um, I love what Marge Russell talked about when she came a few weeks ago. And, uh, and she, she just did that love act in the, in the, in the supermarket uh, where, where she said to the woman on the till, you know, you're just doing a fantastic job. And, and Esther and I have started doing it now. We, we, we went up to in the supermarket... We, we went, the, the woman that served us on the tub was brilliant. She was really lovely. And so we went and we asked to see the manager. And, you know, at the... At the um, that's the yeah, that's the place. Uh, and, and straight away all the defences went up, you know, and everybody, oh, no, we've got a complaining, moaning ninny. Uh, and, and so eventually we get to the point. And I, and I said, when we take the number of the woman who's telling it was, and we said, we just got served by this woman. On, and it was fabulous. He said, it really really changed our shopping experience because it did she was lovely yeah. 
and could you just you know tell her that share that with her and, and share that with all the staff and because we just think she's fabulous and and that is yeah. an act of worship and prophecy yeah. it's a word of knowledge in the th- in the flesh almost so don't get hooked up you know we're, we're not trying you know you don't have to become uh sure who knows sean bolts okay sean bolts could, could sit in this room and tell most of you your bank account numbers <laughs> he, does, he does it regularly he'll tell you he'll tell you your date of birth we don't have to go there but we're going to a place where Erdale or what's the new name all nations Erdale's new name anyway Erdale Church is going to change first of all Keithley actually going back a little bit I loved I don't know how many of you were there I loved it uh, about eight weeks ago Jeff was speaking and he said this he said if I just manage to grow up my children and, you know, and together with my wife, we, we create, we, we live our lives for God and we create three kids that, that are successful and live their lives for God, then I've, I've had success. Yeah. And I'm the same, you know, we, between us and I, we've got seven kids. You know, if, if, if all that we manage before we go to sit with the father is that we, we have a, a, a good godly life and we, and we bring up seven children that are, are righteous and rocking and having a great time and loving God. If I can do that, that's really quite ambitious because not many people do. And if I can do that, I've been successful. And I'll be relatively happy. But what I'd really like to do is change Keithley. But actually what I'd really like to do is change the world. And there's nothing to stop any of us doing that. Because when you get in proper relationship with God, he does things. I didn't, you know, if you said to me a year ago, you're, you're going to go and minister to the gypsies in Bulgaria, I'd have thought, obviously I'd be hearing it, that's that little still voice, I'd have written it off, and you've been eating too much pizza or whatever's going on. <laughs> but before I know it, I'm, I went to a, they're called Huds, which is like a ghetto, really. I went to a ghetto in, in Sofia where there was 70,000 gypsies and they wouldn't collect the refuge in this. This was at night when we went. They wouldn't collect the refuge from this city of gypsies because it was too dangerous. The bin men wouldn't go in. But I went in, and I went in in the spirit. And I knew I was safe. And these are the sort of things we can all do. But before we can do it, we have to create a place that the Holy Spirit can rest upon. Okay, so we need to know who we are because every one of us here is made in the image of Christ or the Father, whichever way you want to look at it. But we're not walking like that, are we? I'm not walking like that, I'm not Jesus. But one of my aims is to be more like Jesus today than I was yesterday. And, and that's the aim of the school, really, is to is to to draw out people's to draw out people's identity. <laughs> is that God bringing us with our identity? Who was that for? Um, 
And we'll do that through, through, a, through a desire to, to, to go on a journey together. Outside of normal church, Sunday morning stuff, uh, or even, in this case, Saturday morning stuff, with, a, with an aim to, to fly together, to fly in unity, and to accelerate our walk with God. Um, does that, I mean, you, it's not obligatory. Does that sound the sort of thing that we're interested in, Dave? Because if it's not, then Jeff and I could probably go play snooker on Thursday <laughs> We don't want to put a, um, something on that you don't want to go, go to. So, so that's, uh, yeah. That's the intro to the school. I'm really excited about it. I can tell you are too. <laughs> I'm going to read some scripture that supports it. <laughs> How many of us know we're in difficult times? You know, we're living in, in a world with, uh, you know, the superpower of the world looks like it's going to choose between Hillary Clinton and um, the other guy. I don't want to get, yeah, I don't want to get into politics, but. <laughs> doesn't sound like a great idea. Um, we've got ISIS. We've got Iran getting nuclear. You know, it just if you if you read the news, I've had to I've had to circumcise myself from the news. Can't believe that didn't go off. Because <laughs> it's too depressing. But I heard um, Mike Bickle. Anybody know who Mike Bickle is? Yeah, he's pretty good. Um, He's another one that I had a, I had a Sunday where I, uh, I watched Reinhard Bonnke on God TV and then Mike Bickle and then I wasn't sure if I was saved and I was convinced I wasn't an evangelist. Um, but Mike, Mike Bickle talks about Joel 2. Do you want to turn to it? For those of you who've got a Bible. get a move on, I'm, all, I'm almost out of time. <laughs> I didn't hear any cheers. Are you ready? I'm going to read the whole of Joel 2. Blow a trumpet in Zion. Sound an alarm on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble, for the day of the Lord is coming. It is near. It's quite depressing at the beginning of this, but it gets better. A day of darkness and gloom, a day of clouds and thick darkness. Like blackness, there is, there is spread upon the mountains. A great and powerful people like there has never been before, nor will there be again through the years of all generations. Fire devours before them, and behind them a flame, a flame burns. The land is like the Garden of Eden before them, but behind them a, des a desolate wilderness, and nothing escapes them. Their appearance is like the appearance of horses, and like war horses they run. As with the rumbling of chariots, they leap on the tops of the mountains like the crackling of a flame of fire, devouring the stubble like a powerful army drawn up for battle. Before them, peoples are in anguish. All faces grow pale. 
Like warriors they charge, like soldiers they scale the wall. They march each on his way. They do not swerve from their path. They do not jostle one another. Each marches in his path. They burst through the weapons and are not halted. They leap upon the city. They run upon the walls. They climb up into the houses. They enter through the windows like a thief. The earth quakes before them and the heavens tremble. The sun and the moon are darkened and the stars withdraw their shining. The Lord utters his voice before his army. For his camp is exceedingly great. He who executes his word is powerful. I'm going to repeat that. He who executes his word is powerful. For the day of the Lord is great and very awesome. Who can endure it? Yet even now, declares the Lord, return to me with all your heart, with fasting, with weeping and with mourning, and rend your hearts and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is gracious and merciful slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and he relents over disaster who knows whether he will not turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him a grain offering and a drink offering to the lord your god blow the trumpet in zion consecrate a fast call a solemn assembly gather the people consecrate the congregation assemble the elders gather the children even nursing infants let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. Mm. See that to me is, is a picture of, of, the, of, 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 the, of the body getting out of the church. Mm. Between the vestibule and the altar let the priests, the ministers of the Lord weep and say, Spare your people, O Lord, and make not your heritage a reproach, a byword among the nations. Why should they say among the peoples, Where is their God? Then the Lord became jealous for his land and had pity on his people. The Lord answered and said this to it. To, the, to his people, Behold, I am sending to you grain, wine, and oil, and you will be satisfied, and I will no more make you a reproach among the nations. I will remove the northern, northerner far from you, and drive him into a parched and desolate land, his vanguard into the eastern sea, and his rearguard into the western sea. The stench and foul smell of him will rise, for he has done great things. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done great things. Fear not, you beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness are green, and the trees bear, it, bear its fruit. The fig tree and vine give their full yield. Be glad, O children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he has given you the early rain for your vindication. He has poured down for you abundant rain, and early and latter rain as before. The threshing floors shall be full of grain. The vat shall overflow with wine and oil. It's not much better at the end than the beginning. I'll restore to you the years the swarming locusts have eaten. The hopper, the destroyer, and the cutter, my great army, I will set amongst you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God, who has dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never again be put to shame. You shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, that's us by the way, and that I am the Lord your God and there is none else. And my people shall never again be put to shame. And it shall come to pass afterwards that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. Even on the male and female servants in those days I will pour out my spirit. I believe we're very close to those days. You know, um, 
like Bickler was talking about before when he was preaching, and she said that he was praying for darkness to increase. Because as the darkness increases, then the light shines brighter. But the key is, we will all prophesy. In fact, he will pour out his spirit on people who don't even know him. He doesn't say, I will pour out my spirit on anybody that goes to church on a Sunday morning. <laughs> or anybody that doesn't. He just doesn't disdain. So, he has already, in my opinion, poured out his spirit upon you. He's poured out his spirit upon people who don't know him. But we haven't got an excuse not to recognise the spirits that are, that's upon us. Because we've just read that and he told us. And even if you've never read that chapter of scripture before, you have now. So, we need to see some evidence of his spirit. And we're not going to see this hurting land I don't want to say get saved, but it's hurting land get, get well yeah. by arguing with them about whether there's a God or not. But when you are evidence of, the, of his spirit being poured out upon you, then we'll see the land change. The last two weeks we've been, we've started and we've been into Blackburn University twice. Um, I'm not going to say people are getting saved because I, I don't think saying a prayer is salvation. I think it's a journey towards it. So, you know, I'm not against, you know, I'm an evangelist, so I'm not against people saying a sinner's prayer or, what, or any prayer. But I think that just begins something. You know, when I, when I became a Christian, I didn't get saved, I began my journey to salvation, to sanctification, and I'm still on it. And I won't actually be fully sanctified till I get to heaven. So, I get excited when people say prayers that invite God into their lives in some way, but I don't count them as saved. I just think, well, God's going to do something. And I get out of the way. Oh, the bonfire. I'm just sorry, let me just tell you the bonfire scene that, that God gave me. So, uh, what I was saying about the starting thing was quite a lot of people, I can't remember any, how, many, how many, but invited God into their lives in, in, in some way. Um, <coughs> during the last two, two weeks when we've been in, in Blackburn University, Muslims, young people, old people, all sorts of people. Um, and I, I didn't argue with any of them. I didn't get the Bible out. I just told them what God was speaking about for them. And that's all. It's so simple. Yeah. You know, for centuries we've been going around trying to say, oh yes, Jesus was this and God was that and you were a Jehovah's Witness, yeah. you stupid boy. And, yeah. you know, arguing, you can't argue anybody into the kingdom and if you can, guess what? The devil will argue and bat yeah. back out really quickly because he's much better at arguing than you are. Yeah. But you can power them into the, ki into the kingdom. Yeah. Where did I go then? What was it? Oh yeah, so, um, so we, we've seen... Esther and I and the rest of the team and Eileen's been with us and had a great time on one of the events um, and we work with a church in Blackburn that's, you know, so they're the, they're the ones that we go with into the university now. Um, and so we'd seen all these amazing things and I was just talking to the Lord and I said, I don't get it. I said, why, why do you need me? Well, I know you don't need me, but why, why do you, you know, why, do, why, why me? Why, why do we, why don't you just do it? Is basically what I was saying. Not that I don't enjoy it, I just wondered. 
You know, like, do you ever have those moments when you're like, you go, what's this, this nonsense? This? Why are you doing it like this? I wouldn't do it like this. I'd, you know, if I had your part, I'd just, everybody would be saved and then we'd go and go to heaven. Yeah. It's not how he does it, is it? And so what he did, he gave me a picture. Um, it was like I went into one of my moments. <laughs> she, Esther knows when I'm having them. She keeps out of the way. He's having one of those moments. Um, and uh, so this picture is, and the, and the Lord sat, Jesus is sat there by a bonfire, this perfectly built bonfire, not, not lit, perfectly built bonfire, ready to light. And he's sat there, and there's an empty chair. And so I, so I said, oh, okay, God, what's that all about? And he said, well, you know, and he sort of took me on a journey with our, with our kids. And if, if you're parents and if you're not parents, you'll know, you'll know this feeling about people you love. Um, there are people that we love, whether they're kids or just people who are not ready to do what we're doing, that we like to do things with. In our case, it's the kids. You know, I like to, I like to get the kids doing things, fun things, mm. not yeah, boring things, fun things that I could do much quicker, but I can see they're enjoying. But there are purposeful things. You see what I mean? And so Jesus said to me, see, you like to do that, don't you? I said, yeah. He said, well, I do too. He said, I love playing with you. I love it when you go into Blackburn University and people reconnect. He said, I love it. I love doing it with you. I don't want to do it on my own. I want to do it with you. It's fun. I said, oh, okay. Right, I understand that. So what's the bonfire about then? He said, oh, yeah. He said, everybody on the planet's got one of these. I've made a bonfire for every human on the planet. And I'm sitting by every bonfire. And I'm waiting for them. And I'm really sad that they're not there. But when they do turn up, because a lot of them are turning up, I'm really happy and we have a great time. And we'll do whatever they want. You know, I know what they want anyway. We might just cook sausages and, or, or have a beer or, or just, you know, play a game. Whatever they want to do, that's what I just want to do that with them. And I said, well, what's, what's my point in that? He said, oh, I want you to bring them to me. He said, your fun is, you know, because of various things, but your fun is that you've got a bonfire lighter. He said, so I want you to, I'll tell you the yarn, you'll just end up with them. And then you bring them to me, and you sit them down in the chair, and then you get to light the bonfire, and then get out of my way. And that's what we all are in here. We're bonfire lighters for Jesus. But we need to know how simple it is. It is. He will take you to the people that he wants to sit at the bonfire with. He'll give you the lighter to light the fire. Then get out of his way. You know, I reckon this world would have been saved about 200 years ago, which would be bad because I wouldn't have been born. But if Christians had just got out of the way, we get out of the way and we, we, we stay in the way and we interfere instead of just letting him do it. And the more we learn that he can speak to us, for me anyway, because oh, I used to be terrible about staying in the way. In fact, I still am on occasions. But, you know, it, it used to be, oh, it's only me that can save this poor soul. <laughs> no, he will save them. Some friends, friends have been nearly closing that. But some friends have been praying and advising me through a difficult situation. Eileen, you were one of them. I'm not singling Eileen out today. She just keeps coming up. Um, my oldest best friend, I met, met him. I had a huge motorcycle accident when I was 17 and so did he. 
not the same actually. Um, and, and we became closer than brothers for uh, 40 years with the odd hiccup. Mm. Um, the most wonderful, wonderful guy. N doesn't know Jesus. What, oh, such a lovely man. Um, I love him to bits. We've been through a lot together. Uh, he's got seven brain tumours on his brain, obviously. And more tumours on his um, lungs, his liver, his kidney, spine. And, uh, yeah, so there's, there's no treatment. They're not treating him. And, yeah. Uh, and he doesn't know Jesus. Um, so obviously I took it upon me to we're praying for his, his healing but it would be a big one um, but my major concern was, was his salvation uh, so I got really quite het up about that and um, one or two friends including I said you're just going to have to give that to the Lord so in other words, I, I had to get out of the way. And so I've gotten out of the way. I'm still visiting him and I, and I'm, I did that. But as I got out of the way, Esther and I went to visit him last week. He doesn't live near where we, where we live, so it's a bit of a job to go and see. Um, and he's never allowed me to speak about Jesus. But I've gotten out of the way. So we're chatting and he's still... Not entirely compass mentis, but, but to some degree he is. Um, which is a miracle in itself, because he was given four weeks to live six weeks ago. Um, and we're chatting, and, and so what are you doing? You know, oh, I'm reading a lot you know, when, when I can, and he gets all these uh, magazines out. I'm reading this. He said, I'll read anything. You know me, I love reading. I said, yeah, yeah. He said, I've got a Bible. <laughs> I'm like, What? <laughs> Oh yeah, do you want me to get it for you? He, he can't, he sent somebody else to get it for him. Um, and they bring the Bible out. And the next thing, I'm reading scripture to him. Because I got out of the way. I've got to get out of the way. And let him, who is the way, the truth, and the life, take over. 